0: Welcome back everyone. This is the Spirits and Poetry podcast and I'm your host Jorge Quintana and today's episode is Mastering Yourself with Hermeticism. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm very grateful that you're giving some time to listen to this frequency and I pray that it gives you the knowledge, the love, the words or whatever it is that you need at this present moment at your present life to continue on with knowing who you are. If you're digging the content, if you've been liking what you've been hearing, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes and following it on Instagram at The Spirits and Poetry. And last episode, I said I was going to end with a poem, and I didn't because of some time restraints, but I'll make up for that today. And I'm ending this episode with a poem. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been since I've ended a podcast episode with one of my poems, but. I think it's time to, to do so. Hermeticism. Self-mastery. Self-mastery is probably one of the hardest, hardest things I've ever attempted to do. I've been, I guess you can say I've been trying to do this since 2017, 2018, and I've found little success, but it's because it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong practice. It's something you must work on every single day. Working on yourself, it's a relationship with yourself, and it takes patience and nurturing and understanding and communication. Yes, sometimes you need to communicate with yourself about how you feel, about whether things bother you, being honest. And that takes effort. You might think you know yourself and then find that some emotions or reactions of yours are surprising. Like you didn't know you had it in you, if that makes sense. And I think that the philosophy, the spiritual practice of Hermeticism is a great way to approach self-mastery. And so I guess I'll begin by some history of Hermeticism. Hermeticism is actually attributed to a man called Hermes Tremegistus, which means the thrice great. He was great, 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 as in very awesome very knowledgeable. A lot of people don't think that he was actually one man, they think that there were actually some, maybe it could have been like a group of scholars in Alexandria, writing about, or reinterpreting and translating some of the ancient knowledge of the pharaohs that then found its way to Greece. Other people say that Hermes Trismegistus is just a combination of the lore or the myth or the stories of the Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Toth. Regardless, this is ancient sacred beautiful wisdom hermeticism and like all spiritual practices all philosophies there's there's two parts there's the the knowledge right the thought and then there's the practice so i'm more on the knowledge part i haven't actually had the practice where if you're wondering okay how does one practice hermeticism well that's called alchemy alchemy alchem from kemet and that's what egypt was once called so you can find the roots of hermeticism in Egypt, and so hermeticism, hermeticists often say, so they don't refer to the entity as God. They say that there is an all, and the all is like a mind. It's an all-knowing mind, and the way it creates worlds, it's It essentially thinks them, and so this all, this all-embodying, all-powerful entity is what governs the universe through certain principles. So there's some universal truths that essentially hold the universe together. I've referenced some of these in past episodes. And so Hermeticis, in in the practice of alchemy, if you've ever heard of alchemy, you might think of people trying to turn lead into gold. Well, that's actually a symbol of the process where hermeticists try to purify the body to become one with spirit. That's the transition of lead into gold, of body into spirit of raising yourself to higher realms. And so that's the goal of, of every hermeticist. And as I've been learning, I also wanted to talk about the seven hermetic principles. And this is actually from the book The Kabbalion, written by the three initiates that came out in the early 1900s. One of criticism of this book is that, yes, it does present hermetic philosophy, hermetic teachings in terms of the principles, but it comes under the scope of what's called New Age Thought, which is, if you've ever heard of The Secret, the Law of Attraction. These, this is the, the New Age, the New Thought Movement is what, uh, what sparked what became the Law of Attraction. So it, it also has a more scientific tone. But if you're interested in, a, I guess, a scientific explanation or a scientific scope upon which to view these principles, I highly invite you to read the Kabbalion. But in the Kabbalion, there's the seven principles laid out. There's the principle of mentalism, the principle of correspondence, the principle of vibration, the principle of polarity, the principle of rhythm, the principle of cause and effect, and the principle of gender. Seven principles. And if you operate under any kind of magic, whether it's santeria, voodoo, ritual magic, chaos magic, whatever it is, they all follow the seven hermetic principles. And if you're looking to master yourself, they say that once you learn the principles, you never forget them. So here goes. The first is the principle of mentalism. Like hermetists say, the, the, the being that created everything, the being from which all came, is the all. And the all is the mind. So everything is in the mind. Matter itself is like merely a mode of consciousness. Everything is consciousness. And this applies to you because, well, your thoughts shape your reality. If you believe that you're incredible, you are going to live an incredible life. And if you believe that you deserve to have bad things happen to you, guess what's going to happen to you? Bad things. From here on out, think of every thought as an offer. It's all an offer for you. You can accept them or you can reject them. It's your choice. But know that your thoughts become your reality. is going to influence your being. And your being is the whole, whole reason why you're here in this, on this earth at this very moment. To be you. To experience you. So if you want to master yourself, master your mind. And you can do this practice of accepting, rejecting thoughts. Do it for six months. It's, it's not easy. It takes work. Every day you're building a relationship with yourself of what you're not willing to accept as thoughts in your mind. Because you're never going to be able to shut off your brain. It's always going to keep thinking. So you might as well have some control over what thoughts filter in and which are kept out. The second principle is the principle of correspondence. And I have a little bit of trouble with this principle, at least explaining it. Because the way Hermeticus explains it's like, as life came to be, as the all began to think creation, you have essentially different dimensions. Think of different dimensions stacked up. You know on on each other, I guess if you believe in the was ah it's it, there's this theory that the multiverse theory there you have all these different universes laid out, think of it that way, and there's higher dimensions and there's lower dimensions, right? It's like a parking garage, so we'll, we'll use the parking garage metaphor. I like that. you have the lower floors and you have the highest floor, so consider Earth as about like a middle ground right in in what is it in Norse mythology, we're in midgard. So in that, that middle ground. Then you have floors that are higher. They're dimensions that are higher vibration. They're lighter. They're more love. And the highest floor is what you call the all. A vibration so high. It appears like it's at rest. Kind of like a, a tire spinning so fast. It appears like it's not even moving. And below that middle ground. Right below earth. You also have lower, lower floors. Lower dimensions. These are. Slower vibrations, darker, right? The hell-esque, heaven and hell kind of thing. The hell-esque dimensions. They say that matter here vibrates so slowly, it appears like it's not moving. And so that the law of correspondence or the principle of correspondence just says that, yeah, sure, there's higher and lower, but they all follow the same exact laws. There's going to be some environments that nurture you that uphold you, that uplift you. And then there are going to be other environments that you walk into, and they won't be as supportive. They'll shut you down. They may even get you sick. Yet, both environments follow the same law, the same universal laws, which are the seven hermetic principles. Mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender. So you understanding these principles allows you to navigate the way you live within these environments. And yeah, that's, not, that's definitely a principle I would like more clarification on in the future for myself. The third principle is the principle of vibration. I said it earlier, there's dimensions that vibrate higher, some lower. Everything vibrates. Einstein, an object in motion stays in motion. Actually, maybe that's not a good, (laughs) I'm not a, I've never took physics because it's supposed to say an object in motion stays in motion until it meets an equal opposite force or whatever, but essentially everything vibrates. And the way you know, this is you have different vibrations of molecules. You have molecules in a solid, they vibrate very slowly. They're basically at rest. Then you have molecules in a gas. They're just shooting all over the place. They move a lot faster. Everything is vibrating. All molecules vibrate. We all have a different vibration nothing is at rest, everything moves. The fourth principle. Well, Actually, I should explain. What does vibration have to do with you? Find your vibration. Find the perfect rate for you to move. I mean, when you hit your stride, what does it look like? There are some people that are perfectly effective being in constant motion all the time. I mean, every day they need to be moving. Move, 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 move. Jog, go to work, you know, commute, uh, go to the park, whatever it is, it always need to be moving. Then there's other people who take more joy and are more effective when they're still, right? Maybe meditating. Maybe they like to sit down for a lot of hours to get, to get things done. Find your rhythm. Find your vibration. Find your, at the pace, your perfect pace. That's your homework for this podcast episode. Find your pace. Learn at the rate at which you like to work. When you need to take days off. Hmm, I like that. (laughs) But the fourth principle is the principle of polarity. Everything has its opposites. I've talked about polarity before. Everything has an opposite. There's hot, there's cold, light, dark, tall, short, right? High, low. And you need to know that, yes, all of these things do have opposites. And you need to understand, though, that the opposites, hot, cold, they're very similar in nature. They're both extremes. But they're just differing in degree. Because guess what? They're on the same spectrum. Look at a thermometer. Right? The, the highest point is going to be very hot. But when the mercury is really low on that thermometer, is going to be very cold. And you might say, yeah, you know, 14 degrees Fahrenheit. That is very cold. And 107 is very hot. But find the point in a the thermometer where cold ends and hot begins. You can't. Where does tall begin and short end? You can't possibly pinpoint these things. So yes, they're opposite, but they're the same. So if you're like feeling, if you're feeling very angry and you're like, I just want to feel happy, you know, I want to feel the opposite of this emotion, right? Maybe you feel very depressed and you're like, how do I feel at peace? How do I feel content? Well, keep in mind, love and hate, are the same emotion just expressed at different degrees of the spectrum. If you're feeling very depressed and you want to feel content and happy, all you have to do is think yourself to be these things. So why are you depressed? Man, I'm depressed that I don't have a job. I'm a loser. Okay. The changing your mindset would be, I have this time to work on myself, to spend time listening to my body, to my mind, Learn what I want to do so that I can then take this time to at least build the skill sets, buff up my resume, take some time to to really do self-work so that I become a much more effective me, a much more potent me, so that when I do get back to work, I will not only be rested, but I will have better habits, I will be more disciplined, and I will be ready to move up in the workforce. Same concept, same situation, different thought. Change your mindset. It may sound difficult, and it is. It's hard. But listen to yourself. Trust that you're here for a reason. You're here for a moment. And trust that mastering your mind will allow you to exist in a universe, in a world where you're not the bad person. You are okay just being yourself. The fifth principle is the principle of rhythm. There is a rhythm to things. There's a to and fro, a give and take, a rise and fall. People say empires rise and they fall, right? The history of the United States, starting from American Revolution, right? This this stance against quote-unquote tyranny. And look at where it is now. Principles rise and they fall. In Taoism, they say if you want... Oh, no, no. It is Taoism. If you want something to become weak, first let it grow strong. You're going to have off days. It's going to happen. There's going to be times where you're going to be successful and growing and have energy to do things. And other days when you're in a slump. In fact, I talked about it in a podcast episode recently on Instagram at Jorge Quintana Poetry. You could watch it there. But I talked about the principle of rhythm. And it just means, hey, there's going to be peaks and there's going to be valleys. But at the end of the day, you're still you. Hermeticists say that you can't escape the to and fro of the universe, of the life. You can't escape that. It's going to be a to and a fro. But what they say is, this is what you need to know. Bad experiences are followed by good experiences. That's a fact. But good experiences aren't necessarily followed by bad experiences. So if you're feeling down, depressed, in the slump, there's a good chance you're headed for some really big things. And if you're doing really well, you don't have to be afraid that things are going to like go downhill for you it just means that when you do have that stump that you know that slump that 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 breaking point it just means that it's time to grow again mindset important the sixth principle the principle of cause and effect so everything has a cause and every cause has an effect there is nothing that is left to chance. Chance does not exist in this universe. Hermeticists say that, look, the all, it's absolute. It cannot change. It's ever growing. Nothing can exist above the all, right? If the all, if the all thinks something, if something is created, then it's created for a purpose. It has a purpose. Just like every single one of your thoughts have a purpose in you. Even the thoughts that you might be like, oh, okay, that thought doesn't really matter. It's there for a reason. So, the all creates these things through minds, and there's no such thing as chance because if you believe in chance, you believe in something that could happen without the all being involved. Things can't just happen for no reason. Everything happens for a reason. You're here for a reason. You're alive for a reason. You are listening to these exact words at this very moment for a reason. Find it. Open your heart to it. Know that you're. You're here for a purpose. You're here to do something beautiful. And if you're if that thing you're here to do is just to be yourself, guess what? That is the most beautiful and brilliant and brave thing you can do in this world. You're here for a reason. Know that. Embrace that. The last principle is the principle of gender. There's two energies that that essentially uphold this universe, masculine and feminine energies. You may have heard these expressed as the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And every person has the, the masculine and the feminine. Carl Jung in psychoanalytic, psychoanalytic psychology called it the animus and the anima. Unconscious masculine, unconscious feminine. Every person has it. Doesn't matter. I mean, on the physical plane, this principle manifests as sex. You either have a penis, vagina, some people have both, sure. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you have in between your legs because you have masculine, feminine energies and you are at your best when both are in balance. Because guess what? We all need the masculine drive, that will to be, right? To want to be something. That that assertion, that, that, in, that impulse that moves us forward, that moves us towards something. But you also need to be understanding and caring and empathetic and... and, and And you can have all the will, but if you have nothing that gives it a structure, that's what the feminine does, give something a structure, then you're not going to be going where you want to go because you won't be able to focus your energies. So find balance between the two. Self-mastery. Everything's in your mind. Check in on your mindset. Check in on, on your perspective on things. Allow things to come and go. There's a correspondence between all dimensions. Between all planes. And just because you find yourself in one doesn't mean you can't transition into another. Recognize everything is going to be moving and changing. Move and change with it. Because, yeah, sure, sometimes things will hit hard. Life, <laughs> life can suck sometimes. But you're going to be okay. Everything happens for a purpose. And finding that reason, finding that purpose is what's going to help you grow. Help you learn something. You can always learn something new. And bring balance to the energies inside you. Because you are already the person you're meant to be. Trust that. Know that. Believe that. But thank you so much for, for listening into this episode. I actually I don't remember how many times I, I had to re record. But I'm glad that this is the version I'm sticking with. Because this one felt very good. Felt very good. And as promised. As promised, I have a poem, a poem to perform. I actually posted it on Instagram, at Jorge Quintana Poetry. You can follow along if you would like to. But this is the writer's block breaker, the slump buster. This is a waterfall of birds. I'm falling out of a dream by the time you meet me. The moment is cosmic. Like birds made of water, crashing into the moon and pushing it closer to the sun. By this time, your poetry is a memoir to yourself and my tongue knows nothing of your psalms. And yet, we're the same person in this space where every syllable is tearing itself open along the ridges of our mouths. There is a version of me that never makes it to this moment. He dies inside a river. He swallows the sky. He pretends his heaven is an origami swan in his hands. There is a version of you always spinning into the wind, leaving nothing for the sun or soil. And yet, in this moment, I fall from a dream into your eyes and find a water I can breathe. May you find peace and love where it is that you're going. Take care. Tune in every other Sunday for new episodes.